most respected of my gram <coughs> brothers and elders allah tabaraka wa taala has created us he is our creator our sustainer our nourisher on the one hand allah taala's nemets and bounties are limitless and together with that allah taala has placed certain obligations on us in the hadith nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says inna ad-deena yusrun ad-deen is very very easy now many a times a person says but i can't seem to comprehend the ease i can't wake up for fajr salah i can't seem to leave my business at the time of zuhur and asar somebody says i can't even leave my entertainment at the time of maghrib and isha and somebody says that there are many things which i don't seem to find any ease in so the issue is that as we commonly talk about other aspects but everything has to be understood in its proper perspective so these two things that we mentioned at the beginning that one is the unlimited and continuous bounties of allah taala first to just briefly understand that that when a child is still in the womb of the mother allah taala's unlimited bounties and blessings are already being showered in the manner in which that child is nurtured in that confined space يخلقكم في بطون امهاتكم خلقا من بعد خلق في ظلمات ثلاث لا تعالى mentions this in the quran sharif where this child is created in three layers of darkness and allah taala provides for this child in that womb of the mother and all the limbs and organs are formed then eventually the child is born but totally unable to do anything for itself so allah taala created such a situation that allah taala infused the love of that child in the heart of the mother come what may the mother will sacrifice anything and everything for the child she'll stay hungry but the child must get fed she will stay awake so that the child can sleep and the child is not able to do anything for itself so allah taala put this deep love in the heart of every mother that that child's every need is now looked taken care of this is by the bounty of allah taala alone can we imagine if this was not the love of a mother for that child what would have been the case so then allah taala provided in that manner then the child cannot wake up the first day open his eyes and start munching on some steaks the nourishment of the child is a very very delicate issue right now because everything is now still in a development stage so allah taala provided from his unseen sources allah taala provided the nourishment of the child in the bosom of the mother otherwise before the child's existence there was nothing available this is all the gift from allah tbaraka wa taala and then allah taala enables this child to grow and at every moment allah taala is providing every need for the survival of this human being he needs to breathe without that breath without that air he can't survive one minute 
So because this is so vital, Allah Ta'ala made it free. Don't have to pay for it anywhere. Don't have to ask anybody's permission for it. For you to breathe as you wish. And as much as you wish. And then all the things that he requires, Allah Ta'ala provides. And throughout every breath of his and every moment of his, Allah Ta'ala's limitless bounties upon him. وَإِن تَعُضُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْصُهَا If you try to enumerate the benefits of even one bounty of Allah Ta'ala, you cannot do it. You will fail. So when this is the situation on one side, that from before this person's birth, and right to the last moment of his existence on this earth, he is totally dependent on the unlimited and continuous bounties of Allah Ta'ala. So in this backdrop, if Allah Ta'ala had commanded him that 24-7 you must worship me all the time in the masjid, that too would have been just. If a person considers, he employs somebody, and he employs him, and he gives him a salary, a wage. Sometimes a person employs a domestic, gives her a salary, whatever it is, some nominal amount, 1,000 rands, 1,500 rands. But then the amount of work he takes in lieu of that, from morning to evening, and every kind of work, why? I'm paying you. And if he employs somebody in his business, one person I gave a lift to one day, so in the course of the discussion, just while talking, I asked him what you do, he says, no, I'm going to work now, it was a Sunday morning. And I said, you working today also? He said, yes, I'm working today also. What are your working hours? So he says, well, six days a week, six to six. So six days a week, six to six, and the seventh day also he has to work six hours. So he has to leave home one hour before that to get in time, and by the time he reaches home is another one hour after work. So from five to seven, he's out. In order to earn that, how much you get? Two thousand rand. But because somebody is paying him two thousand rands, he says, well, you want that two thousand rands, you go to work. You'll have to work for it. You're not going to get it just like that. So a person is being paid 2,000 rands, is being made to work from 6 to 6 or 8 to late. But the person feels I'm doing him a big favor, I've given him something. And here Allah Ta'ala's ni'mats and bounties are limitless and continuous. But in that backdrop, now to understand the ease of deen. That when it comes to salah, Okay, my servant is five times a day. And all those five times a day put together also, the total will come an hour or so in the day. Out of the 24 hours, one hour, one and quarter hour for me. I'm giving you the unlimited bounties. I'm feeding you from my treasures. I'm blessing you with every na'mat and favor that you can conceive and think of and what you can't imagine as well. And you are surviving and existing on the air that I'm providing for free. On the water that I have descended from the heavens. A person, some other aspects may not be within his reach, he'll make some other arrangements. Allah Ta'ala withholds the rains. If there's drought, what is he going to do? What can he do? Everybody, all the governments of the world also become helpless. It says, this we can do nothing about. All our political... Uh, juggling and everything also can do nothing to bring the rains down. This is something totally beyond us. All our science and technology and everything fails. 
Because this is now totally beyond us. Beyond the means of the dunya also. So Allah Ta'ala descended the water from the heavens. We drink the water for our survival. We use the water every moment in the day. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, despite all this that I am giving you all the time, five times salah only, not more than that. That's far on you. That's compulsory. Then that five times salah also, if you are ill and you can't make it to the masjid, then you are excused. If you are so ill that you can't make it, you are excused. If you are so ill that you can't stand and perform it, then sit and read it. Don't worry. If you are so ill that you can't sit, read it while lying down. Perform it while lying down. No problem. You are so ill that you can't make wuzu. No problem. Just make tayammum. Just make tayammum. In your bed, you sit down and make your tayammum. Your namaz will be valid now. You are traveling. My servant is traveling. Okay, now the four rakat namazes are half, you know. The sunnat mu'akkada is no more mu'akkad. It's no more now emphasized sunnat. It's ghair mu'akkad for you. Allah Ta'ala is creating ease upon ease. Then, zakat, 97.5% for you. Only 2.5% is my obligation. I give you the wealth. وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ yunfiqun. Allah Ta'ala says from that which we gave them, we bless them with, they spend out of it. And that too, a certain minimum amount of wealth a person has in excess of that, then zakat will be compulsory. Also specific types of wealth, not everything. And then one whole year must pass on that wealth, from the time he became the owner of it. Only then that zakat will become compulsory. And that too, after all these conditions are met, 2.5%. How simple, how easy. And then fasting, one month in the year only. And that too, morning till evening, have your sahri also and have your iftar as well properly. And if a person is very ill, he can't fast, then, Fine, if you're not able to fast now because of genuine illness, you're genuinely not in a position to fast, then fast later, no problem. So ease upon ease in every respect. And hajj, only if you have the means, then to once in a lifetime. Then no matter how much wealth a person still has, it's not furs again. So how much of ease Allah has created? Now, the na'mats and bounties are unlimited. But the ease compared to this, so the ease is also unlimited. And therefore in the hadith, Nabi Islam says, Inna deena yusrun. The entire deen, every aspect of deen is very, very easy. We make it difficult. Otherwise, Allah Ta'ala has given us a deen that is totally easy. Just to understand the ease of deen in two aspects of life, which become very, very burdensome on us. One is the aspect of nikah. So how simple is nikah? How easy is nikah? That in the presence of two witnesses, the proposal and acceptance is made and the nikah has taken place. The mahar is fixed and that is it. The famous incident, Hazrat Salman radiallahu ta'ala 
he sent Hazrat Abu Darda anhu to go and propose on his behalf at some family. So he goes and he then introduces himself, uh, introduces his purpose that I've come on behalf of my brother Salman and he is so and so and he is so and so and he gives all the virtues of Hazrat Salman He has been in Islam from the very early days. Not that he gave some kind of dry description so that if they were interested also they might get disinterested. So he gave a very good full description to try and motivate it. And he says, well I brought his proposal for marriage to your daughter. So the parents discuss it and they come back to him and they say to him that Amma Salman Look, as far as Salman is concerned, we have no intention to get our daughter married to them, to him. They, their choice, their prerogative, nothing to feel anything negative about it because it's a person's choice. Taqdeer, whatever Allah Ta'ala holds. He says, but if you interested, we'll get her married to you. Abu now thinks about it now. They've made themselves clear that the chapter of Hazrat Salman is closed. They've proposed to him. So he gives it a thought and then he accepts there and there. So they gather whoever was present in the house and the nikah takes place right there. And now he comes back. Hazrat Salman is waiting. And he's waiting for some answer. So Hazrat Abu Dardar comes and he says, Oh Salman, I'm embarrassed to tell you something. Is he embarrassed about what? So I took your proposal and went. I came back married. He gave the whole incident, what happened, how it happened, how it transpired. So Salman, what is his response? He says, you have no need to be embarrassed. I am embarrassed. So you are embarrassed about what? He says, who Allah Ta'ala had decreed for you, how did my mind go in her direction? Allah Ta'ala decreed her for you. Why did my mind go in that direction? So in any case, this was how easily that nikah took place. And this is how easy that nikah is. And the walima, gather a few people. Nabi Wasallam had walimas in different forms. On one occasion he told the sahaba, whoever has whatever they have, bring it. Somebody brought some little bit of cheese. Somebody brought some dates. Somebody brought some little bit, whatever they had. Everything was put together on the same dastarkhan and everybody jointly partook of it and that was a walima. So deen is so easy. But when a person makes it difficult by adding all the various trimmings and trappings and adding all the deco to it, then in that deco, maybe that moment Everybody else might admire it for that few moments. But in by the time he finished with, the, with that deco, all his deco came out. So who made it difficult? We make it difficult on ourselves. Deen is not difficult. Allah Ta'ala has given us a very, very easy deen. Then another aspect of deen, this is marriage. Other aspect is funeral. How simple deen is. One is that a person has passed away. Nabi Islam has emphasized that don't delay the burial of a person. As soon as it's possible, if the grave has to be dug, it will be dug obviously. So that will take a while, maybe hour or two, three hours, four hours, whatever, then depending on the ground conditions, how quickly it can be done. 
but as soon as it is possible don't delay bury the person without delay undue delay now one major ease in this is on the bereaved family this is human nature that it is the part of the unseen nizam of allah taala as well that when a person has passed away the immediate family the loved ones the grief is at a peak and it remains at that peak until the person's janaza and burial has taken place and no sooner the burial has taken place gradually the healing already starts but as long as that delay is taking place it's probably not just at the peak but that peak is also increasing sometimes now allah taala is creating ease for the bereaved family don't delay bury the person immediately as soon as is possible and therefore nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam has emphasized this now there's so much of ease in that for the people that are most in need of that ease but we make it difficult then there's no formalities therefore the simplest of kafan person can be pauper or he can be the king he goes in that same simple kafan and all the other various aspects related to that burial are all so simple so easy there have been several instances one instance where somebody passed away in one of the rural areas who was a muslim so the brothers from the nearby town they took over all the arrangements of the funeral so the person who was the chief of the place he said no i want to see what you're doing because this person belongs to our community so i want to make sure what you're doing is all in order so he came and he observed the entire proceedings this happened in one of the in ladysmith person was living in the outskirts and he came and observed the entire proceedings from beginning to end and by the time that the fun had taken place the person was buried he then asked that is this all he said well this is it he says was this because he is a poor person he thought that if it was somebody that was a very wealthy person there will be a lot of other things that are done over and above this he said no this is for everybody so he said well this is something really either it was the same day or the next day he came and entered islam when he saw the ease of deen the simplicity of deen allah taala has blessed us with such a simple such a beautiful deen but we make it difficult by adding all the various things that are unrelated and not necessary not required sometimes sinful also and we create the difficulty upon ourselves and upon others so nabi islam says inna ad-deena yusrun so this is one part of deen and then wala yushad ad-deen ahadun illa ghalabahu hadith of bukhari sharif nabi islam says this deen is very very simple and a person will never try to so to say wrestle with deen meaning try to overpower deen but he himself will get overpowered he himself will be defeated what is this what does this mean allah taala has created ease in many situations one is azimat other is rukhsat now there are certain things where a person has been given some leeway for example 
He is ill now, and he's so ill that if he is going to use water, he is going to be, become more sick. He's ill, and he cannot now. He's going to become very much more ill. And now he needs a ghusl. So he's allowed to take tayammum, because that water will make him ill, because he is very sick. Now he insists, I'm going to take ghusl. So now, how long he'll manage to do this? Once, twice, eventually he'll get defeated. Because then whatever little he's doing also, he'll get so sick he can't do the little also. So Shariat has given him rukhsat now. You do what Shariat has told you. You have been given this leeway, practice on it. Don't try to show your strength and your ability and your muscle and your might. No, then you be the humble servant of Allah Ta'ala. And at the same time, neither is it that a person keeps looking for loopholes, keeps looking for leeway everywhere. Otherwise, the end result of that will be that his deen will become a combination of desires. Whatever his desire is, he will try to find one leeway to try and attain that desire. So he doesn't make that his deen, that he's trying to find loopholes everywhere, trying to make it work somehow. He's first determined the end result. That I must get to this end result. I want to do this. And now how to get there? Now work out some way to get there. Somehow make it right. That is a totally incorrect approach. The correct approach is that I need to move. Now there's one road that goes which is a very, very easy road. There's a more difficult path as well. Both the roads are already there. So then choose the easy road. But not that I already decided where I want to reach. Now make a road to it. So now twist and turn something, distort something. Well, you can't become too rigid, you can't become too orthodox. And you know, somewhere there is some mention in one hadith about something about the duff. So therefore music is all fine also now. And the person is singing Nath Sharif. So everything is fine. So somehow we've already made the end result first. We already determined a destination. Now somehow we're going to make a road to get to it. Whether we dig through a tunnel to get to it, or whether we fly over without any road, but we must reach the destination. Deen doesn't work like that. So nevertheless, we take the easy road where there's two roads, the easy path is there for us, we take the easy road. So Nabi Islam says, وَلَا يُشَادَّ الدِّينَ أَحَدٌ إِلَّا غَلَبَهُ Then he says, فَسَدِّدُوا وَقَارِبُوا وَأَبْشِرُوا That remain on the straight path, and take the moderate path in everything. Moderate path in what? For example, now a person suddenly became sort of infused with the enthusiasm to become generous. Alhamdulillah, what a wonderful thing. So now in his generosity, he went and gave away everything. Now what will happen the next day? Now he will start cursing deen and shariat. That first day he went in a very high but the next day now, he hasn't got the capacity to now still be happy in his condition. So he's saying, you don't do what is beyond your capacity in terms of over and above the obligations. Somebody got the josh now to make tahajjud. So he never made it his whole life. Now he stood up and he's the whole night is making tahajjud. So as they say, first day josh, then his hosh and then behosh. So the first day, whole night, and the next day he didn't even wake up his fajr namaz also. That is not what is being, what is required. Now the person, alhamdulillah, he decided to move forward. Then, alhamdulillah, he'll wake up in the last part of the night, make two rakat, sleep away. 
but one step at a time, the obligations, there's no question. As we said, the whole day Allah Ta'ala has taken roughly one hour of hours for our first namazes. Zakat two and a half percent. Ramzan only once a year. And Hajj once in a lifetime. So that is the obligations. But over and above that, one one step at a time. فَسَدِّدُوا وَقَارِبُوا وَأَبْشِرُوا Nabi Islam says, be happy that though you are doing a little, but if you are constant on that little, إِنَّ أَحَبَّ الْأَعْمَارِ إِلَى اللَّهِ مَا دِيمَ عَلَيْهِ وَإِنْ The most beloved of actions in the sight of Allah Ta'ala are those on which there is consistency. Meaning, over and above the obligatory aspects. There is consistency in it. وَإِنْ Though it may be little, person is making only maybe half para tilawat daily, but he's making it daily. This is better than making five paras in one day and for ten days nothing. He's making half para, but he's making it daily. He hasn't started anything, he starts off with a quarter para or even two pages, but he's making it daily. He's keeping that link with Allah Ta'ala daily. After some time he's making it four pages and then he's increasing it. But that consistency is there. So remain happy that you're still getting the full reward from Allah Ta'ala because of the consistency. And then Nabi Sallallahu says, That you want help in all your affairs of life. Then what is the prescription of getting the unseen help of Allah Ta'ala in all your affairs of life? Whatever it may be. And the biggest issue of a person's life and his biggest need in life is to reach Allah Ta'ala. Because if a person leaves the world now and every day we're hearing about somebody's gone. If a person leaves the world now, what will he leave with? What will he take along? As somebody said that if he takes his checkbook along, all those checks will bounce back. Nothing going to help there. What will help is a'mal, iman and the a'mal of a person. And that is what will take him to Allah wa ta'ala. So this is his greatest need. So Nabi Islam is saying in every need of yours, your need of deen is a priority and your needs of dunya also. You want help in it? Then seek help in these specific times. بِالْغَدْوَةِ وَالْرَوْحَ وَشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الدُّلْجَ Ghadwa, the early part of the morning. This covers the Fajr Salah. وَالْرَوْحَ The afternoon. This covers Asar and Zuhar and Asar. وَشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الدُّلْجَ This covers Maghrib and Isha. This is one explanation of this. That the five Salah. So Allah Ta'ala is giving us this easy deen. And on top of that we want assistance. The assistance any work, the work of deen, the work of dunya, both these aspects of work, it all depends on the strength of the heart. If a person's heart is in order, is strong, he can do the work of deen also, he can wake up for tahajjud as well, he can wake up for fajr, and he can do whatever other obligations of deen are required of him, he can fulfill his work of dunya also. And if the heart is weakened, first the spiritual heart weakens, then deen is now a very difficult thing for him. And then if it weakens even more, even dunya becomes difficult. He just doesn't have the courage to do anything. He can't even wake up to go to work in the morning. So the strength of the heart depends on the times that Allah Ta'ala has put special barakat in it. 
the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala in the times of Salah. So the Salah gives the strength to the heart. And this Salah is filled with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Allah bi zikrillahi tatma'innul qulub. The zikr and the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala strengthens and brings peace to the heart. A peaceful heart becomes a strong heart. And this peace only comes out of the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. In the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, this heart is constantly being weakened. Very, very simply to understand. Person is doing something haram, is looking at something haram. Then put the, all the instruments on him, that monitoring his blood pressure, monitoring all the other things, and see how everything is going haywire. How his blood pressure is going haywire, how all the other systems of the body are all going haywire. His heartbeat is all palpitating and whatever else. As long as he is carrying on in that haram, all this is carrying on also. So what is that doing to the body? So let alone spiritually that he is being totally damaged as a result of haram, that haram is damaging him physically as well. Person had a heart attack. Once somebody asked him, a very close friend, says, but tell me what happened now? You were so fit and apparently everything was going well. So he's, now because he was a close friend, so he told him, the affair that I was involved in, I didn't even get to actually doing anything physically haram. But that affair finally gave me the heart attack. That haram, the spiritual damage is, that is obvious, that is 100%. That a person terribly damages his iman, but it even does physical damage to a person. So this is, Nabi Islam is giving us the prescription. And the other explanation of this is that the early morning, the night, the specific times are the Fajr and Isha time, and Shayim min Dulja, the late part of the night, the time of the Hajjud. This is a very, very special time. And many a person who had very major crisis in his life, he asked in this very special time, and the person says, Alhamdulillah, everything just seemed to have worked out. How it worked out, I don't know, don't ask me. which I thought would never ever work out for me. But in this special time, I, I was, so to say, forced to wake up. And I asked Allah Ta'ala in this time, and everything just worked out for me. So this is the prescription that we have been given. And when a person does this, as a Gagoi Rahmatullah says, that a person is punctual on these particular times. One is the five times of Salah covered in it. And these particular times, says this is the guarantee of the wilayat of Allah Ta'ala. He says, this is my 30 years experience. What I thought was a very difficult thing becomes so easy with this. So this is a very, very simple prescription for us. Deen is so simple. Allah Ta'ala has given us everything very, very simply and easily for ourselves. All is required is that we just, now what makes it simple? Sometimes as we said at the beginning, somebody says, it's very difficult for me. That is, we make it difficult. How easy it is to walk from here to any other point in town. Very easy to do it, but a person says, don't ever do it. Why? It's very dangerous out there. So it's dangerous. What has made it dangerous? It's easy to walk. The outside factors, other factors have made it dangerous. Otherwise, walking itself was a difficulty. It's very easy. So likewise, a person, he says, it's very difficult for me to look after my eyes. We're putting ourselves in those situations where we are misusing our eyes. Allah has made it very easy. But we put ourselves in those situations. We keep those things that 
tempt us, that involve us in haram. As I say on many occasions, that if a person can't keep himself away, then the smart thing to do is not to have a smartphone. Then he's being very smart. Otherwise it is unsmart. So, deen is very simple, very easy, but what gives the person the courage and strength? The environments of deen. Person keeps himself in correct company. Goes out in the path of Allah Ta'ala, in the company of pious people, in the, com- in the environment of the masjid, in the halqas of ta'aleem, the ta'aleem that takes place in the masjid, ta'aleem in the home. All this creates the enthusiasm for righteous deeds, spurs a person forward, builds that capacity to undertake whatever comes, creates the love of deen. And love is that thing, muhabbat tal shiri shawad. Love makes the most bitter things also sweet. Something is very bitter, but if there's love, it'll make it sweet. Ask the mother what love is there and what sweetness in there is intending to a child in the middle of the night. But that is when there's love. So this love will come of deen. When love of deen comes, everything else will become very easy. This is this requires that we keep ourselves in the right company, in the environments of deen. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. For maybe 10 minutes inshallah we'll have some zikr. Those who wish to leave by all means. Those who wish to remain, we'll have 10 minutes inshallah. reported in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa a person who recites la ilaha illallah a hundred times daily Allah ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the full moon what this means is that by the constantly doing this the barakat of this will be that Allah ta'ala will give him the tawfiq of righteous actions which will become the means of his face shining on the day of qiyamah recite Durul Sharif La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama Tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada Ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlum. La ilaha illallah, 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 la ilaha illallah. 
ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان 
واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه جمعين والحمد لله رب